Well, this is huge, Ray. I mean, we're talking about a precedent that was almost 50 years old, uh, and it impacted, obviously, um, a large segment of our society, including, including men. Uh, so the two issues before the court were, can the state ban abortion before viability, and does the 14th Amendment grant or acknowledge a, a right to abortion? Uh, what's, what's unusual about this case uh, are, are really two things. One is the court called into question uh, the traditional tests used by the Supreme Court in deciding cases like this. And second, uh, it looked at stare decisis, which means uh, ab- abide by past precedent unless there's been significant changes. Uh, and so those are the two remarkable things about this case. Dean, when you look at this situation, the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. But have there been cases in the past, and I think there have been, of constitutional law changes pertaining to changing the Constitution in regards to protection laws? Well, really what we see is a, is a couple of things. Um, there are two issues under the 14th Amendment uh, in terms of due process. Which of the rights already set forth in the bill of so-called Bill of Rights, 1 through 10, which of those rights are binding on the states through the 14th Amendment? And the second question is the one raised in this case, in the Dobbs case, was is there, is there a recognized constitutional right for a woman to have an abortion? So those are the two things that the court was looking at. On that issue, on the issue of a right to an abortion, there are, there are a couple of tests that the court has developed over a century. Uh, is the right uh, being sought deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions? And second, is the right being sought implicit in a concept of ordered liberty? And the, and the majority, the 6-3 in this case, uh, thinks that those tests are uh, not very clear and shouldn't be used. And in this particular case, uh, the court found that the Roe versus Wade decision was wrong when it was decided. Attorney Dean Kara with us from the Akron Bar Association, expert in constitutional law. And you heard Dean mention moments ago, this was huge coming out Friday. Talk about precedent in the past and in our history with constitutional law. How big was this decision by the Supreme Court when you look at the history of our Constitution, Dean? Sure. Uh, we, I don't know, and I consulted a, 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 actually a true expert. I'm not an expert, but a true expert in the Constitution. And we don't know of any case where the court has previously recognized a right, so in this case a right to an abortion, and then pulled that right and then denied that right. We don't know of any case that's ever done that. Now, we, do, we have seen, for example, cases uh, before the Civil War where Dred Scott was considered not to be a citizen, well, that, that ruling was uh, changed by the 14th Amendment, um, and that said that any person born in the United States is, is a citizen. So, but, but we don't see any case where a right was acknowledged and then wiped out. Dean, let me ask you this. This really puts more of the importance now on state laws in regards to abortion as opposed to federal national laws. That's correct. And, and if you look at the concurring opinion, mean, meaning the opinion that agrees with the majority by Thomas, his view is that these issues like abortion should be decided by state legislatures. Why? 
because they're elected by the people. The Supreme Court justices are not elected by the people. And so the proper place for it to be decided is in the legislatures of the states. Second, that each state has its own constitution. The United States Constitution creates a, a floor. You can't go below a certain level, but you can go above it. You can create, in the, under the state constitution, greater protection. So that's one of the issues uh, going forward.